Welcome to our podcast. We're going to explore today some of the relevant words of Jesus Christ in Scripture to my life, to your life. So enjoy the message. I welcome you to the Lord's table. I'm glad that we get to celebrate this as a, a campus church family. This sermon is entitled, The Politics of the Basin. Let's pray. Our Father God, I want to thank you for these new beginnings. I want to thank you for this new family to love. I'm going to ask right now, Lord, that you would work miraculously, that you would draw more and more people back, and that we would represent a church of multi-generations, multi-races, all sorts of differences that come together and worship you in unity week after week. I'm going to ask that you would show the world what a church can be when it's filled with your spirit. I ask that you'd start today with your table and your son, our Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew, John chapter 13, focusing in again on these two verses, the two verses of the day. Well, actually, three through five. Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, he rose from the supper and laid aside his garments. He took a towel and girded himself and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Jesus' kingdom is so other. He once said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it was, my disciples would fight. When he said, my kingdom is not of this world, it wasn't that he hadn't come to establish it, for surely he had. He was just saying that his kingdom was so different from the kingdoms of this world that it was an eternal difference so fundamentally, so radically different from all of the other pitiful little kingdoms of this earth that most people spend their life living in and for. But the kingdom of God is not just the future. The kingdom of God is now. Today I highlight just one aspect of God's kingdom. I wanna set it before you in contrast to all the other kingdoms of this world. And I want to say this really clear, that the kingdom of God looks different, feels different, is different from all others. I grew up with the understanding that there are two topics you should stay away from, politics and religion. So I am on fragile ground, but hopefully it will be holy trouble I cause. Because today I'm talking about both, by the way, it's pretty tough being a pastor and not being able to talk religion, so I'm already in trouble, so I'm used to it. Today I want you to take a look at Jesus' kingdom and I want you to see the politics of his kingdom. Here in John chapter 13, he says, all things have been given unto me. You know what most politicians would do with that? All things are given unto me, and what does he do? He gets down on his knees and serves the unworthy, undeserving, for that is who he came for. Even washing their dirty feet. 
Obviously, Jesus' politics was different than that of Palestine's of his day. And if you look at the news, his politics is different than the Palestine of ours. I mean, think about the platforms of the political world in the day of Jesus, and you can think about them of now and our time with it. But I can tell you this without a shadow of a doubt, there would not have been one Sadducee bending down over a basin or racing for a servant's towel. That elite party was used to being served, not serving others. And the Pharisees, while they knew everything about washing themselves just right ceremonially, they knew nothing about washing another's feet, especially someone they looked down on. But here's the Son of God who is overall, and he's down there looking up on them. It's a radical kingdom. All power is given to him. All things are given to him. And what does Jesus do? First thing he does, he grabs a basin and a towel. The zealots, and Jesus had some amongst the 12, the zealots had the platform of violent revolution, force your will, kill for God. Does it sound familiar? Hmm. Kill for God, take back, take back. They sought a revolution, but not a basin. And Jesus was saying, you are not revolutionary enough. You see, they knew how to kill their enemies, but they didn't know how to clean their feet or their lives or to help. They knew how to get rid of people, but a revolution of loving service to the undeserving, not the zealots, they had no clue. So Jesus showed them and didn't just tell them in the upper room class of show and tell. You see, the zealots amongst them had been part of a platform where it was the gospel of guerrilla warfare, the politics of the first punch and the dirty fight. You see, they were willing to stoop to a lot, but not to a basin and a towel. Jesus' politics wasn't even of the holier than thou Essenes, the ones so serious about their spirituality that they had left the towns and cities to maintain their holiness. Hmm. The group that mistook reclusiveness for religion. The group, in fact, that we can thank for having the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? But how ironic is this? The Essenes had removed themselves so much from society that it is very likely they never crossed paths with the Messiah that Isaiah had written so much about. He was walking the earth near them but they were so committed to the commune and Jesus was committed to communion. And there is a difference. He was even willing to communion with the sinful and undeserving, especially the sinful and undeserving, for that is why he came and that is who he came for. So much for the escapism or the fortress mentality of the Essenes, Jesus showed clearly that he didn't come to escape, he came to build a kingdom, not a fortress. And we the church need to learn that too. He came to create a kingdom, not a fortress. The Essenes had their strict beliefs, but no basin, and they sought peaceful safety but not unsafe people so that they could give them some peace. 
By the way, Jesus' way was different then, and it still is, for he hasn't changed. And this is just one thing I love about my Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't run from the world. He ran right smack toward it. He ran toward sinners, not away. He didn't run from the world. He lived in it, not like it, but in it. And he has called us to live in it, not like it. He showed love to lepers and prostitutes, tax collectors and temperamental and hot-tempered fishermen. His was a basin ministry. It was the politics of the upside-down kingdom which is truly the right-side-up kingdom. It is our world that's upside-down. His was not politics of Palestine as usual, and his was not even the politics of America. And I'm American, born in Massachusetts, I'm sorry. Uh, I was a Yankee once, uh, forgive me, here in the South. But every time I pass water, I wanna throw tea in, you know, start a revolution. I want to say to you, isn't it good news that God's politics is better than ours? And his calling to us is higher than theirs. How do I know that his politics was different? Well, his was the politics of mud washing, not mud slinging. He had no smear campaigns. In fact, he tried to make the other person look better, be better, live better, have victory. Jesus' politics is the politics of heaven, the politics of the turn cheek, the second mile, and the basin of service. If you are called to be a citizen of God's kingdom, and you are, you have been called to serve everybody. While I can tell you that both Republicans and Democrats would probably like to mop up on each other, and I've noticed they'd like to throw all each other in jail, and sometimes I've thought maybe if they could just throw all themselves in jail, we'd be better off, but I'm not going there. While I know that Republicans and Democrats would like to mop up on each other in the coming election, I seriously doubt that they would want to wash each other's feet. In fact, in all of my life, I don't think I've ever seen a basin or a towel at any of our political conventions. And that is because Jesus' politics are unconventional. And praise God, his kingdom is eternal. The world's politics is all about politics of power. The catchy commercial, the tailored suit with the red, white, and blue tie. The wrap yourself in the flag, not a servant's towel. The dress for success kingdom. But I've been thinking this week, maybe in that upper room, Jesus was wrapping himself up in the flag of his kingdom, a tattered, worn out from service towel. Our world knows the way of 
politics and spin doctors and the latest buzzwords and the catchphrases, not the word that is true. His name is Jesus. The politics of our world knows how to give speeches more than service. It keeps its eye more on the polls than it does its own people or its promises. The kind of politics that hires image makers, speech writers, campaign managers, the kind that might stoop to dirty tricks, but never dirty feet. I love Jesus' kingdom, and he is a king like no other. This world's politics is smile big for the camera. It's the politics of the photo op, the popular talk show, the favorable press release. Get it out on social media. Smile, say cheese, big cheese. You want to be the big cheese. Kiss the baby, thumbs up, chin up, look up. The politics of power posturing, the seize the moment. Jesus says, all things have been given unto me. And he never lied. And what does he seize? He kneels down before an undeserving group of disciples just like us. And he loves them anyway. And he washes everyone's feet all the way, every last one. He is a king like no other. His kingdom is grace, amazing grace. Don't you want to be a part? So what do you do, Jesus, when you get all power? You mean we need to follow you? All right. So where's that servant towel? Lord Jesus, make us different. The world needs something different. We need something different. Make us more like you. Make us servants of yours for others. Lord, clean your children and soon bring us home, I pray. Amen. Amen.